Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. So barley, malt, and hops are all the important parts of beer. And they get all the attention. But equally important is water. Yes, it's two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen, a little bit of energy in there. But it's a bit more complex than that, especially when it comes to brewing. So we'll see just how water can change what you drink. So stay hydrated today as we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 it's Fred. Oh, wait, no, that made the criminal. <laughs> right. I forget that sometimes. Jesus. <laughs> no, okay, we're 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 tangented off already. Yep. It, you sh- it's just taking us an hour to get started. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a monster. That, I mean, it's, it's, has it's, it's yeah. This is nothing to do with anything. But I found um, so I'm still like loosely into kind of true crime stuff. Uh, basically, only if Simon Whistler's reading it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, YouTube was like, Same. well, a lot of people who uh, listen to Casual Criminalists also watch this on YouTube. And I was like, well, what? And the first one was about a story. It was something to do with Disney. So I was like, it, he was talking about like murders and stuff at Disney world. And it was kind of loosely. They weren't at Disney world. It was at, um, Epcot. Uh, no, it wasn't in the parks. It was at, uh, the community that Disney built, but sold like the murders happened after Disney was like, yeah, this sucks. and <laughs> Sold the place. Mm. Okay. But it has nothing to do with Disney. But anyway, I kept watching stuff on that channel, and he has a whole like hour long deep dive into Phil Hartman and Phil Hartman's murder. Ooh, that was a how rough Andy one. and how Andy Dick is responsible. Yeah, uh, how I, Andy Dick sold. Well, it's a complicated situation. That was the whole thing. I was like, all I know is Andy Dick had a hand in it. He sold, you know, Hartman's wife the coke, mm-hmm. and, and but, got them both back into the back on it after trying to be clean yes yeah but it's like i don't know the, the the whole thing took hartman's life from the beginning through and you're just like damn he had problems anyway too but it's like oh <laughs> i was just watching clips of phil hartman and stuff like yesterday so when you said that i was like oh oh no I was just remembering how good he was <laughs> yeah uh, phil hartman. We all we'll do. be talking epcot though because <laughs> Epcot just released all their new food and wine festival stuff. Oh yeah, I want to watch uh, the WDW uh, of Tom and Eric sitting down and eating all the new things, including the pickle milkshake from the Muppets mm. booth. Which uh. Bob, you're going to miss that at Food and Wine Festival. They gave the Muppets their own booth. No, yeah. I mean that does suck. I do love the Muppets, uh, <laughs> but. A pickle something does sound like heartburn, despite how much I love pickles. And the, their food booth is uh, uh, tasting lab of sorts. Benson and uh, Beaker. It's the Muppet Labs. Mm, nice. You reminded me of something, but I can I can talk about it when we, we, we get around, because I want to hear more about what you guys have been up to. Disney planning, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Well, we got all of our reservations we wanted. We get we get to eat all the things. We're gonna go drinking at Galaxy's Edge. All those uh, those fun things, and 
I don't know. I'm just working being, my ass off. Being uh, a nice, long, hot, stressful <laughs> trip. <laughs> Running around. With three screaming kids. Honestly, the way this week has been, I'm like, you know what? It's probably going to be that hot down there when you guys are there. It's for the best. I'm gonna be in the sh- I'm gonna be in the shade at Oktoberfest. Yeah, no, I me uh, me me Aaron and uh, me and some friends of ours are, are deciding this. Like, no, we gotta be out there in the shade, just having a good time, and y'all yeah. suck it. Well, uh, I'll just be riding, uh, living with the land over and over again. The greatest attraction Disney's Amen. ever created. Let's get a behind the scenes living with the land tour. Uh, I will, I will throw down. Let's do the behind the scenes living with the land. I don't know what this is, but also, let me have this. It's <laughs> Bob's like no, this was not my choice. You know your your love of the presidents, Hall of Presidents, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's because it's very relaxing, and you know there's not a whole lot that's happening there. You're just kind of sitting and waiting. Imagine I, that level of excitement, but on a boat. You're, you hop on a boat. You need some, and it takes you, you through some. the different Earth biomes, and it's like. It's Hall of Presidents for uh, ecologists. And <laughs> I, I see what I was going to say is like, look, if I'm if I've been in Epcot for a bit, gotten some rum in me, I'd be on that boat just going, mahoy. <laughs> you get That's to ride. Exactly. You get to ride the boat through the Disney greenhouses where they they do all the growing the plants they, upside down. They grow where they grow all of uh, all of Mickey's weed. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they keep Mortimer around? <laughs> it's a good Mickey, uh, Casey. Because they paid they paid a lot to get the Mortimer rights back, and they got to do something with them. He's their he's their uh, uh, he's their hookup. He's 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 always holding. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else from you guys? Um, I'm down to one can of steam beer. I don't. I don't know if I can bring myself to open it. So I saw the news story yesterday. The final uh, six pack of Anchor Steam uh, bottles was filled. And like that was it. That was the last thing that would roll out of the Anchor Brewery. I, I went looking today to see if I could find just just one last one last hurrah. Uh, I did not. So I I rightfully didn't get my hopes up when they're like, oh, the the union of the you know the employee union. At the brewery, he's going to try and buy it, and blah blah blah. No, the company just screwed him around. They're like, like no, like no, we can make no. more money selling this thing out piecemeal than, yeah. Oh well, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we've been up to a terrible lot. It's 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 just been planning mode essentially. I think. Um, yeah, but it just I'm consuming so much Disney. And so I'm just like, yeah, I live Disney. That's that's what this is, right? Pla- planning mode for that. We've been playing Pokemon Go as we discussed our 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 problem uh, on the last show, and then look, I, there's Da-da-da. a community day tomorrow, uh, two to five. I got to be out there catching flipping polywags. Yeah, I'm gonna be catching Polywag. so many because yeah, the no, we've got three hours. All day I have had, and I just managed to start getting it out of my head. But I have had polywag and a bog. Stuck in my head. It's a song from like a, a Bare Naked Ladies, like a kids' yeah. album. Sure. And they have one in there is like, Polly a bug in a bug. Mm. Dancing like a frog. 
It's Pollywog in a bow. That's been in my head. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Pollywag, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's no. What was stuck in your head? Pollywag in a bag. Oh. Uh, the Listen to him next. The theme song from Mickey and the Roadster Racers? That and there's something else. And I was just like, I don't know. That's your own problem. <laughs> oh, like, it's any. I mean, my head is just. It turns into a radio of just. Uh, Random things and then like children's show theme songs. See, I, I I was still making up more lyrics to to, to Pollywag in a bag. He really hates to nag. <laughs> sure, but he's Pollywag in a bag. Anyhow, Casey, what have you been up to besides uh, <laughs> Disney planning with us? Oh, um, murder, murder. Uh, I did watch a compilation earlier of, of murders. Of uh, uh, I could see that on like a Russian security like car cam. Not Columbo. <gasps> not Columbo. Oh, uh, murder. She wrote. I guess. <laughs> I guess it was Columbo. The, Probably Columbo. Columbo. Peter yeah. Falk. Yeah. 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 Columbo. Um, Columbo. Gotcha moments. Like just yeah. a compilation of all of them. I was doing that. Uh, I was doing that about a month ago. Yeah. Our 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 YouTube algorithms must be very well synced, Casey. We're, you know, it's like because uh, there was there was like I was showing like, oh yeah, here's a short I like, and you uh, you immediately go back. I watch this all the time. My God, they know. Yep, we're like a dorm room of college girls. Yeah. <laughs> Only instead of instead of your uh, periods syncing up, the it's our YouTube algorithms. Yeah, it's more meaningful, so, yes. really. Um, I've been getting into soap making. Of all things, I found some lie. It's not where that sentence. That wasn't where I thought that sentence was going. After I heard soap, I thought he's gotten into soap operas. It's just (laughs) the way it goes. He's been watching. uh, uh, Like he got a VH. He got an old box set of uh, Passions, and has been. Oh, Passions! The the craziest one. (laughs) Love boat. It's not really a soap though. When you say you've been getting into soap making, I assume this is. As a cover for your underground fight club. And does anyone right. else just immediately picture? Yeah, okay. You know? K- Casey, show us your hand. We're going to need a picture. I uh, can't do that. I'm sorry. I mean, like, you can send it to us in the chat. It's like, you know, in our chat. It's fine. We just need to make sure that both of you, both of your hands remained unburned. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> So, yeah. Would it would it be bad if I vandalized Meatloaf's tombstone to say his name was Robert Paulson? Yes, I'm sure it's been done. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's, it's been done a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, it is it's like kind of disrespectful. It's kind of I was like I don't think it's a good idea, but also he, he was a good role. He did a good job. This is Bob. Bob has bitch yeah. tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, I want to watch yeah. that movie again now. Oh, okay. so uh, yeah, I've not been up to a whole lot because there's been uh, my boss has been out of town for a couple of weeks, so uh, I have been trying to help fill in some gaps, and it has been stressful, too stressful to drink. Mm. I know, you know that feeling. Well, that's not a hundred percent true. I would, I, I, I did go out last night, but I was also like, okay, she'll be back on Monday. <laughs> the week was over. Yeah. Uh, so I had a, a, 
they have now opened up a food truck down at Void. Mm, yeah, the noodles. They got the ramen going. Oh, and yeah, they have nudes. Some, they got some nudes. Need the nudes. You can get uh, get you uh, get you an egg in there. Oh. Six mush- eggs. That's what get, I want. Like a mush- get some mushrooms and uh, uh, and pork in there. I want also, my broth to be all runny egg yolk. They, uh, <laughs> no, no real broth. Uh, they also have uh, um, uh, kimchi, which I tried. Call, mm. Casey, you could call that the stallion. <laughs> That's yeah, stallion style. Six runny egg yolks, no broth. Yeah, they're not even really cooked. They're just yep. The noodles will cook them. It's like carbonara at that point. <laughs> Oh god, we're monsters. Japanese carbonara. How, however, I will say like that this was like their soft opening this this weekend. This was not the weekend to be working in a hot food truck. Oh god, cooking, frying, you know, noodles and and meat. Oh crap! Oh, crap. I'm glad you said that. I, I made pork belly a while back, and I need to freeze it mm. for ramen, um, like mm-hmm. that rolled pork belly stuff. Mm. It's in the uh, fridge, been in there too long, probably. But yeah, they. Uh, I think today they put up a thing, which I do appreciate. You know, uh, uh, you know the people. Yeah, you know, the people that run Void going. It's too hot. It's not safe for our workers to be there serving you, and you really shouldn't be out. <laughs> Stay inside. Stay cool. We're gonna. And I'm like, good call. You shouldn't be here. Because <laughs> uh, I know like there are people there going like, oh, God, I hope they don't make us do anything tomorrow. And I was like. I hope they don't either, because it's hot. Don't no one need to be outside. Any of the stuff that's like, you should be out of the sun, and I'm like already halfway inside. Like, I you don't have to tell me twice. Like, <laughs> I run from the car to the front door. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow we will be out in it most of the day. I will have my umbrella with us for my sky shield. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys see that? In, that sorry. Yes. <laughs> the trailer for the Strange Planet TV show. Oh, oh, that I'm right. Okay. That's uh, Dan Harmon's writing it, and Danny yeah. Pudi is the voice that I can't handle it. Um, but it's the trailer's actually great. I'm still a little nervous, but I'm on yeah, a Strange Planet, Larry. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And they had this somebody like throwing the confetti, like Penny Trash. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry. But yeah, uh, I will. Like, so I've been listening to uh, the morning stream again because it's been hot, and I'm trying to get caught up because I've spent most of a week not listening. But they they were talking about like, oh, I don't know how you guys are complaining about it being hot. It's like ninety, you know, in the nineties there. It's like a hundred and ten out here. And in my head, I'm going, yeah, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, your sweat doesn't emit, doesn't uh, it will actually evaporate off your skin. That's the uh, <laughs> which to... it is very close to not happening outside today. <laughs> it's San Diego. Uh... You step underneath an umbrella, and you're comfortable. But out in, in like the direct sunlight, it is uh, like you just can't bear it. Like mm-hmm. I understand sombreros after. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Like here, the they original would do sun nothing. Yeah, yeah, because here it's not it's not the sun's rays that are so hot. It's the goddamn air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the it, you're being you're being boiled. Yes, you're being <laughs> boiled alive in your meat sack, and there's nothing that can be done about it. It is living sous vide. Yeah, <laughs> you are being sous vide. 
That's uh, that's what it's like in the uh, eastern or southeastern U.S. It's just yeah, it's hell on it's just, earth. It's just humid. But and my bad. our skins have adapted to it, and so now if we go to these dry places, our, my body can't handle it, and suddenly I become beef jerky, and there's not enough <laughs> lotion in the world. My I my body hasn't adapted to f all because I'm I'm so tired. Di- like I'm. If I even think about going outside, I start sweating. I'm like, I'm irritated because I just took a shower. And but, I ugh. go ahead and tell them about the study you're doing. Uh, Speaking oh. of your skin, uh, yeah, Emmett was like, "What's wrong? You have what's what's on your legs?" Um, I well, because at the end of the study is a hundred and twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card, and I'm like, "Well, okay." <laughs> uh, if it's, you insist, yeah. Uh, so it's two weeks, but it, and it's testing um, sunless tanners because oh. that's where you know when, where I work. And so it, they looked at her and they went, "Well, you're basically a blank canvas for tanners." So. Actually, no. That one of the best things is uh, in the one of the last um, application appointments because it, this is it's a two week study, and uh, she was like, "I was having to answer questionnaires on um, I don't know. It's like, oh, which which which." square because i've got like 12 squares of different tan colors on my legs she looks like she's in the weapon x program right now <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah she comes she comes back from work with like a helmet on claws out like Rah! pretty much <laughs> but she was like because uh, one of the questions was like um which looks like the most tan and i was like what does this mean and she's like you know like if you um if, if you're you, out in the sun and you tan a bit, I, she, literally, she said, and I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't happen. tan. <laughs> I was like, I've never been tan. <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh. <laughs> and it's like, I just, just I'm just here for the $125, lady. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't, um... like, I lack melanin, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. A doctor tells me I should take it so I can get some sleep and <laughs> God. Oh, right. That's the other thing. Tryptophan. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean also yes, but <laughs> take two deep fried turkey breasts and a half rack of ribs. <laughs> the itis will put you down. <laughs> if if nothing else. But yeah, it's uh, uh, interesting times, that's for sure. All right. I think it's uh, time. Speaking of interesting times, we have an interesting topic. Also, I had to share. Yes, we're we're on our way to that drunk already. Even though the topic's non-alcoholic, <laughs> um, can't stop us. But no, someone <laughs> shared that meme. attitude. It's not. <laughs> someone shared the meme. It was like. Uh, it's brewing water. I'm that's I'm just there's some other stuff in it too. Uh outside starting to feel like the inside of Ace Ventura's rhino. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was just immediately like kinda hot in these rhinos. <laughs> it's how I felt today when I was uh when I was running and literally just sweat pouring off of me. I just like I can't <laughs> when he takes his underwear off and there's just like saturated and dripping wet. Oh god. <laughs> Warm. <laughs> it's truly a cinematic masterpiece. Uh, so, the say, Citizen Kane of our time. There's 
there's two two works of art I'm considering having put on framed canvas in the bathroom. <laughs> One is that scene from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls of him halfway Climbing out of the moat, halfway out the back of the the rhino on a mm-hmm. nice canvas, tastefully done in watercolors. Mm. Or there's uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber when yeah, he's dressed that, up I, as I a cowboy on the toilet with his legs in the air and <laughs> gripping the toilet and screaming. <laughs> I knew I knew exactly what the other one was when you said uh, a masterpiece isn't tastefully done. I was like, oh, I know, I know this. <laughs> one of those no is going to be a canvas in our bathroom. Uh, all right, we need to get into the topic. Otherwise, I'm going to start talking about Dumb and Dumber facts. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, water makes up around 90 to 95% of everything in the final product of beer. Uh, uh, we think of water as H2O. Uh, uh, a simple chemical compound that is ubiquitous and something we need. It's, it's what plants crave. I was waiting. Mm-hmm. There is a brewery in West Virginia who's made a Brondo. <laughs> And I'm not real sure on the legality of how they made it, first <laughs> off, because my my suspicion is that they did something that you I've never seen be done in like the legal sense for beer. You you take a base, like your beer base, like you're doing a seltzer, but then you add Gatorade concentrate flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Like you would get in a soda machine. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing with grape, fierce grape. <laughs> and they basically made Gatorade seltzer. So they're committing a war crime, is what they're doing, and potentially a, a formula crime against the TTB. <laughs> Good. But I love it, and it was delicious. Good. I, I would just say, like, I mean, Glacier Freeze. I feel like would have been the better choice, but <laughs> they may not sell that in bulk. Please, <laughs> you please. know, you can get grape in bulk. Blue cherry. Blue cherry. <laughs> uh, look, there's not a bad flavor of Gatorade, but uh, We're just getting close. Gatorade. H2O. Gatorade. H2O. Like it was really hard for this, this whole is what episode you get. to not be just the water boy. <laughs> well, this is what Brittany gets for not giving you the water boy sounder like oh, you wanted everyone heard we're I, on I, youtube now everyone you get taken down for like humming something i, I have <laughs> witnesses that as soon as we got onto a call together i'm like so i need you to pull up basically the water boy and have all quotes ready it's like no we're on youtube now i'm like <sighs> tell me i'm wrong <laughs> we would get taken down in like two days let's go back to our you know audio only hole where we can play whatever we want and no one cares. Well, uh, but back to the topic. Water is much more uh, than water is much more than just a simple two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen, and apparently a bit of energy. Uh, yeah. That's why when you split, the, well, when you you, you take take your hydrogen and your oxygen, put them together in a balloon and then put a flame underneath it, they'll combine to make water vapor. But there's a huge explosion there that you don't get with the hydrogen by itself, hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting. So when you're doing this on Mars to to make, to capture that condensation, I don't know, no one's getting my oh, yeah. reference to go. the Martian. 
Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful not yep. to blow your poop no. potatoes out yeah. in that experience. No, no, no. I I knew what you were talking about, but I was just waiting for you to get to the end. Poop potatoes. Poop potatoes. Uh, anyway, uh, Water t- uh, tells a story, and with it brings it uh, baggage from the story to every brewery that they uh, they practice their craft. Uh, water has shaped the styles uh, brewed in various regions. It may seem simple, but brewers know that water is a key component. It's one of the four main beer ingredients. According to the Reinheitsgebot, Sorry, just one excuse to say it. And if you if you go on any uh, distillery tour in Kentucky, you're going to see the same stock footage of a creek running <laughs> and hear the same stock footage of a voiceover of someone talking pretty much all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been on so many of those tours, and they all use basically the same thing. The Kentucky lime water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kentucky's limestone shelf. Our water is, yeah. Uh, Today, we will talk about some of the nuances of water and uh, where to get it uh, and how it affects the final beers. It comes from the sky. We do a dance and the rain comes. Uh, What brewers do to treat their water uh, is another thing we'll get into. And finally, we'll talk about how breweries try to treat their water uh, in-house to help help be good stewards of the environment. They uh, they set the water into a, into a room and make it sit in a corner and make it think about what it's done. It's in timeout, and the water's not allowed to be out until it's it's learned its lesson. Oh no, the cat has found the microphone. I really uh, wanted to be like <laughs> cats with mics. <sighs> Sorry, like that little cat. That little cat interlude. Uh... <laughs> oh. Yeah, the other one that would talk is over there. I'm not going to get up to get it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Nothing to say. So, water has a source. In elementary school, we started the water cycle, where a simplified diagram will show water evaporating into water vapor, cloud uh, turning into clouds, will produce rain, and the cycle begins again. While that's all true. The water in the atmosphere at any time only makes up about a thousandth of a percent of the water on Earth. Most fresh water on the planet will be stored in one of three places. Surface water, glaciers, and groundwater. Uh, and pee. I guess we do... Uh, I don't know the exact number, but if we are, you know, 70-80% water, and we're walking around, we probably are a pretty big storage of water. Camels. Well, rainwater comes from natural rainfall and is considered one of the most pure forms of collectible water, depending on where you are. That water could be acid. I mean, Uh, and depending on the time of year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But studies reveal water from rain isn't actually a completely pure form of water. Rain droplets uh, keep falling on my head, and that doesn't mean... My eyes will soon be turning red. No, that's not the lyric. That's not the words here. Uh, rain droplets f- uh, from around my, uh, my- form around microscopic particles of dust in the atmosphere and are also permeable uh, to gases. Rain is a major collector of atmospheric pollution- pollution- pollutants. Pollutants. Sorry. Oh, my, <laughs> my tongue just high pollutant. 
And for some reason, the, as you these were high pollutant chemicals like sulfates, nitrates, aldehydes, chlorides, lead, cadmium, iron, and copper. And bingo, dino DNA. <laughs> dino DNA. Oh, I was going to say, you sound like a particular person we all saw recently <laughs> at a wedding. Uh, that wasn't intentional. That wasn't what I was. Uh... No, no. I'm just, it's literally the first thing I thought of after you started to say the word. And for some reason, I had the. No, I don't remember what you were saying, but I I added carcinogen to the to the word. <laughs> Brains. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, all of those are absorbed into rain droplets as they form in places with high air pollution. Nitrogen and sulfur dioxide can be absorbed and form acid rain. Acid rain. <laughs> Something, something, you're going to feel some pain. Acid rain. <laughs> Nitrates in the air are bad for you. <laughs> uh, water is a powerful solvent, especially uh, especially acid rain with pH levels as low as 2.6. That's not that bad. What's not acidic? Of oh, seven. <laughs> right. We're all going to die. In fact, acid rain is responsible for significant continuous damage at the Acropolis in Greece. <sighs> Dissolving minerals and weakening, weakening the structure, leading to accelerated erosion and damage. I will burn this world to the ground. We don't yeah. deserve it. We, we are burning it to the ground very quickly. <laughs> it's like already on the way. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's... <sighs> Why got to be the Acropolis, man? Uh, <laughs> it's a nice place. Didn't do nothing to nobody. <laughs> uh, well, when rainwater makes it to the earth, it can end up in two freshwater sur- sources. Surface water, groundwater. I mean, but the surface is ground, so... Like, it's already there. These terms seem redundant. Should be subsurface. Yeah, as yeah. you say, when you say groundwater, we don't mean what's sitting on top. Yeah, I know. Uh, most visible sources of uh, uh, drinking water are surface water. Uh, these sources, uh, lakes, river, uh, lakes, rivers, and even ponds and puddles. I guess puddles are technically that, but I wouldn't drink from a puddle. No. Uh, Surface waters uh, will contain minerals that have uh, leached uh, from the ground, as well as uh, organ- uh, as well as organic materials and any pollutants that may have uh, ran off of the uh, land into those streams and lakes. The largest oil spill in the world every year is actually the runoff from leaky cars and roads and parking lots. Mm. Uh, this goes directly into storm drains and into our water sources. Runoff from these oil spills, the equivalent of 21 Deepwater Horizon disasters every year. God. Yep. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. As working in one small company that has uh, commercial vehicles on the road, and you find out, oh, yeah, how much there are severe penalties, but how much of runoffs and chemicals and things from these trucks 
fall into the storm drains. Mm. Yeah. And you're just like, or that, oh, God. Or I that mean, person that's draining his Mustang on the front lawn yeah. uh, and changing the oil and just doesn't put an oil pan there. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about draining it for the oil pan. I was thinking about someone uh, who would change their oil and then just dump it off the side into the oh yeah into same, the creek nearby. Yeah, same premise. Yep, and it's, it would turn their uh, uh, oil filters uh, down to let them drain into that too. Like they just stick them into the ground and just let it seep in. Yeah. Yep. It all gets there. <sighs> Throwing it away was uh, uh, too much of a hassle. Names will not be named. No need. Uh, no need. Uh, where did I leave off? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, into that paragraph. Uh, groundwater quality uh, varies between sources. A fast-moving stream or a, a glacial runoff will contain very few minerals and no pollutions. Uh, keep in mind, glacial ice was deposited at a time when humans didn't produce large amounts of air pollutants hundreds to thousands of years ago during its journey in the uh, journey journey to the ocean. Ah, I'm hearing an echo. Uh, anyone else hearing it? It's gone now. Okay. I heard it, but it was gone. It's gone now. I'm just going to reread from... Record that. Yeah. Um, Keep in mind, uh, glacial ice was deposited at a time when humans didn't produce large amounts of air pollutants uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago. During its journey to the ocean, it has had time, uh, little time to dissolve any rock or minerals and is very pure. I will say that... Uh, Primo stuff. That when I was on my uh, internship with the Forest Service, like way out in the mountains in Northern California, uh, there was a river that we... It was our source to bathe in when we were doing it back in the back country. Like it was our drinking water, our bathing water, it was everything. And it's the it, same water for the people that were a mile upstream from you too. Well, when I say this was back country, this was yeah. there was a small quote unquote town. It was a collection of twelve people. No uh there's no power source out there except individually, whatever they could, like generators and that such. And uh, it, the river that came through there was fed through glacial runoff. And that water was the best water I've ever drank in my life. <laughs> also, the coldest bath I've ever taken <laughs> in my life. Because <laughs> it was just every evening. I mean, it was just as gross, hot. Well, exactly what we're talking about. Just like being out in the sun out west. It was just like, oh, it's a nice dry heat. And yeah, you're still baking in the sun. And then you get into that like... You're like, this water should technically be freezing. <laughs> like, this should be ice coming off of here. But uh, here I am in it. <laughs> I, I See, all I'm thinking of now is someone taking uh, taking some of that glacial water, rubbing it on their teeth. Go, yeah, it's pure. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, meanwhile, slow-moving uh, slow rivers like the Mississippi take around three months to reach uh, the ocean from its source. During that time, it's constantly picking up contaminants, minerals, agricultural runoff, autumn leaves, and organic compounds like algae. Well, when surface waters reach the treatment plant for processing, we run in... Or wait, was it my turn? Yeah. Okay. It is now. Cat distraction. When surface waters reach uh, the treatment plant for processing, we run into another issue. When decaying plant material is treated with chlorine as a disinfectant. 
it produces an off flavor called TCA, which smells like mildew and damp basement. Explains a lot. Uh, mm. Other off flavors can be produced by microbes living in the water before treatment. Disinfection of the water at the plant may take it may make it safe, but they typically aren't concerned with the flavors and aromas the water has unless it is something unsafe to human health. Ah, flavor country. <laughs> yeah. Your water treatment plants are producing water, which is almost guaranteed to be safe for you. It's tested, but who knows if they're like fudging those tests sometimes. Um, Kid tested, mother approved. Or it's not the issue uh, of being at the plant where it's safe, but once it travels through those lead pipes to your faucet. <laughs> Be in ancient Rome? Yeah. Oh, Flint. <laughs> Fair. Uh, see, I was going to say uh, Martin County. Because don't they have Fair. the same problem? Yeah. Is it, hasn't the water there been unsafe to drink for like 15 yeah. years and no one's uh, done anything? Man, so this, here's... Does, this does remind me of uh, when we suddenly got... Uh, Got as we called it when as a kid, city water, city water. yeah, because uh, the coal mine yeah. had messed up uh, all the wells once, in the hills. Now it's mm-hmm. once all the um, natural gas mining uh, messes up all the the wells yep. in the area. That that leads to some some fun videos and some so, terrifying ideas when your faucet catches fire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, my water's yeah. burning. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> pour water on it oh, it's just getting worse literally if you live in pennsylvania and eastern kentucky yeah these are real world problems <laughs> you're flaming water oh just wait till you see the fire department goodness gracious great burn and water that was my best one i'm sorry <laughs> All right, uh, more than 50% of the surface rocks in Kentucky is limestone, a form of calcium carbonate, the same stuff that makes eggshells. The limestone, that explains the smell. <laughs> uh, the limestone shelf is formed from the microscopic fossilized remains of corals. This makes it coral. coral. <laughs> we all get it at the exact same time. Just, just hive-brained. Oh, yep, the oh, hive God. mind is, is kind of nuts. Oh, uh, uh, why, skipped why a bit. Don't we, why do we all just share one brain cell? I don't know. Uh, so groundwater is a second major source for brewing water as surface water soak, in, soak into and through porous layers in the surface. It will enter into groundwater aquifer. When oh. drilling a water well, this is where the water is coming from. Since groundwaters are potentially exposed to higher heats and pressures, as well as longer times in contact with minerals, they will collect higher levels of dissolved minerals. Mm. I think I read in researching this, like, the average age of the water in in the groundwater aquifer is like 25 years. Mm. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. That's somewhat disconcerting, but okay. Uh. Look, don't worry. We're going through those aquifers so fast that they're not going to be there for much longer. You won't have to worry about it. It's, don't mu- wor- it's probably much younger. Don't worry. Nestle's already decided how they're stealing yours. Uh, more than 50% of the surface rocks in Kentucky is limestone, a form of calcium carbonate, the same stuff that makes eggshells. The limestone shelf is formed from the microscopic fossilized remains of corals. 
coral. <laughs> this makes it perfect for filtering out the larger particles of iron groundwater flows through the rock layer. Kentucky loves this because it leaves the water better for bourbon. It really does. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it, look, I, you just have to imagine the Scotch-Irish that came down here and just went, this is the water. That is we, we, chef's kiss. We, we, we stop here. Why? This is whiskey country. They, they did the, it's kind of the, instead of like rubbing it on your teeth, they did the, the swish. They went, they went, Mwah. This is it. This is where we we make our town. You can't just make a place just so you can make alcohol. The hell we can't. First uh first registered legal structure in Floyd County was a whiskey still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for brewers, however, we may be happy with the iron being gone, but are left with higher levels of carbonate in the brewing waters. Just makes it bubblier. You bubble. Different carbonate. <laughs> Sodium tricarbonate. Even more bubbles. It's got more carbonate. All right, let's get into ions in the water and their effects, since ionized water is actually a massive gimmick. <laughs> Just sounds so sci-fi, though. So sci-fi, they're going to charge an extra five dollars for a twenty-ounce bottle. Uh, okay, let's. It's it's my tw- it's look. It's what you use in the radiator for your Tie Fighters for its twin ion engines. I'm sure it was written in the script that way. Um, I I don't explain a whole lot about ions are about what what these these kind of salts that are going into brewing are doing but so you've got you've got calcium carbonate it's really two ions a positive and a negative ion that that are put together they kind of attract each other they're put together and so that's what you get with calcium carbonate you get calcium and you get a carbonate ion um there's other salts out there so whenever you say ionized water you could literally be adding sodium chloride to it and it creates two different ions, the sodium ion and the chloride ion, but sodium chloride is just table salt. Like you add salt to your water, you can make your own ionized water at home. It's ionized water just has electrolytes. It's what, what plants crave. crave? It's what living things crave. (laughs) But that's, I mean, that's, that's all that it is. You can't there. You cannot, there's no way you can go out and get just, Hey, I want just calcium calcium. Even in the pill form that you consume is, is going to be, made with something else your body can just break those two things apart and then you've got both of them in your um in your system and for brewers it's mostly about how do we balance out all these things together if i'm going to be adding calcium and carbonate is that okay should i add something else that only has well that has carbonate and and another compound instead of calcium like it's just about balancing it i'm just picturing like uh, a brewing tai chi for your it's all about balance if that's the case, water is the one for that because there's a whole section on color, pH, and water that, well, that and is there. Tai Chi is about being fluid, like water. There you go. Okay, that's we need to do the Tai Chi beer, and it's just a seltzer. <laughs> no, it's just still water. It's still water here. This leads balance. us directly into our next topic. <gasps> That's what you can do. You just put like your little water jug that you'd have for people, like you know, free water to to yep. hydrate as they're going. And you just call it Tai Chi beer. 
Tai Chi beer. The Ions Brewers are most concerned with in brewing water. Uh, we have already touched on two, calcium and carbonate. Calcium is important to the brewing because it helps bring the mash pH down, which we've discussed that before. Build strong bones. <laughs> it can help stabilize the beer long term. It is important to yeast health, and depending on the levels in the beer, it can give a soft or more aggressive finish. Carbonate in beer plays a very important role, balancing color and mash pH. Pure water has a neutral pH of 7. Acids are lower than that, and bases are higher. You also use it to freeze Han Solo. (laughs) In the brewing (laughs) process, we like to have pHs uh, in the acidic range. Depending on where in the brewing process we are, looking for an average of 4 to 5.5. Dark greens are acidic and help bring this pH down. A dark beer will try to push its pH lower. Uh, You need to counteract this in order to keep the pH in the same range where the brewing chemical reactions work best. Again, it's the whole thing. Put them down the cellar. Get down there. Whole thing's a big chemistry game. Uh, Carbonate uh, is a moderately strong base. It will also counteract the effect of acidity in the beer. Waters higher and carbonate work really well with darker beers. You can see this in the ways beers have naturally been created across the globe. Areas with higher levels of carbonate in their water source will historically produce amber and black beers. To talk through this, let's use parts uh, per million of bicarbonate, a little weaker form of carbonate, as a measuring tool. It's a carbonate that has a little, uh, a couple wheels and a little bell on it. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> wow. God. Bike carbonate. Ah, yes. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll show myself out. <laughs> I said we're literally getting into like where my brain is going. I was like, oh, I can, I want to make this comment. And I'm like, no, we're literally going into it. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's, it already happens. Uh, yeah. So. Hive mind. Mm-hmm. Light beers from Pilsen have low bicarbonate levels at three parts per million. London's brown bitters have bicarbonate levels around 100 parts per million. Oktoberfest beers are in that range in color also with 150 uh, in Munich water. Dublin, Ireland, with its dark Irish stout, has bicarbonate levels about 300 uh, parts per million. You can see this effect in the New World also with the style like Kentucky Common. (laughs) The style tasted better when brewed with Kentucky water. The color, acidity, and water all came together to make a balanced beer. It's another example of how beers in a region are driven heavily by their local ingredients, including water. I think would be an interesting thing to do is to to chemically mat chemically simulate those waters, like you know the levels you need for those kind of waters. Mm-hmm. Use the exact same recipe, just you know, different beers, uh, same beer, different water for like you know that brew yeah yeah just i just the curious of how it would end up surprised it hasn't so. been well, i mean it, maybe it has been probably has know anything. Um, yeah, it, it it occurs quite often i've got a um an acquaintance um a colleague i guess more someone that worked for a a, a major supplier of of beer supplies mm-hmm. um in the u.s but was originally from Pikeville. So kind mm-hmm. of a cool little 
cool thing there. But he actually founded a company that has water concentrates. And so mm-hmm. taking all of these various different um, different types of salts that would be in that water, you know, you know, this is going to be 300 parts per million, 400 parts per million, whatever. Take this concoction of all of these salts and then puts them in a vial and you just dump it in and your your beer becomes the water of that region. Um, ideally, you would be starting with like distilled water, which has nothing in it. And you add these things to it. But um, even in homebrew stores, they would sell burtonizing salts. And so it was literally just a mixture of all the things that would happen. You dump it in five gallons, it turns into water that's kind of like Burton on Trent or yeah, Burton on Trent. The, tr- the water's from the Trent. Um, oh, please, Ernie, no. <laughs> Can I, All can I can I, think of. Can I get some that just have that awful, like, coal mine sulfur runoff that was in all the creeks in eastern Kentucky? Uh. You, want a, you want a grisette? We'll <laughs> <talk> about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the problem with high carbonate levels is that many of the light beers we make have... Ow! Are <laughs> <laughs> painful painful to deal with Sorry, I had a, a kitten claw in my leg oh uh, that's better i had one uh, i'm a little bare chested at the moment i've been bare chested <laughs> most of the day uh cat jumped on my lap and then decided it was going to slide off and then panicked and then jumped up and with one claw buried <laughs> all of those claws in my bare chest and was hanging <laughs> off of my chest and said kalima <laughs> Pretty much. That or long live the king. Um, <laughs> no, that's what I said. Because <laughs> yeah, you threw that cat Out off the... a second story window. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, so... they're going to catch on or they're going to learn to fly. One of the two is going to happen. <laughs> I'm just the best gonna... way to learn how to fly is just to fall and miss the ground. <laughs> so the problem with the high carbonate levels is that many of the light beers we make have no source of acid in them. Brewers have been creating workarounds for this for centuries. However, in Germany, brewers would make a malt that was sourced and created lactic acid on the outside. They would add this acid malt to their lighter beers solely to balance the pH. Since it was also a grain, it didn't stray afoul of German beer purity laws. This uh, pesky Reinheitsgebot. This, mm, I mean, it's, it's a real shame that the... They had that one batch that came up with, uh, instead of lactic, it came up with lysergic acid. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. Today, brewers will use a form of concentrated acid. Lactic and phosphoric are two food-grade acids brewers can use. It doesn't take much. Just uh, an ounce or two per barrel is usually enough to offset most high-carbonate waters. Just yeah. a dab will do you. <laughs> the acids neutralize the carbonate, which results in the perfect pH. Uh, chloride and sulfate are our next two important ions in brewing waters. These two compounds will make their way into the water via salts, such as sodium chloride or calcium chloride, and minerals like gypsum. The ratio of these two elements is what makes beer taste more smooth and sweet, or more bitter and astringent. Beers with high chlorides include... Uh, New England IPAs, which have a rounded, smooth flavor and little bitterness. The bitterness that is there is silky. Which is very strange to have. Still, like, in my head, I'm just like, yeah, it's our IPA. I mean, 
Yes, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a mind bend is actually what it is. Nearly every beer we make has an extra little kick of calcium chloride in there. Mm. Increases the calcium, increases that sweeter flavor chloride. Mm-hmm. People like sweet. Yeah, well, it, it well, calms. I mean, yeah. We're not in the world of of old school I, um, high yeah. IBU IPAs anymore. Correct. And so it helps to kind of get rid of a little of the bitterness. It reduces bitterness perception. I've been yeah. thinking about that recently about the – so we have we have a mutual friend who was completely turned off from craft beer from the get go because his first foray into it was roughly all of ours when it was the bitterness wars. Mm-hmm. Does everyone remember when craft beer was literally them trying to make the most bitter beer on the planet? It was like how high in the IBU could we make? This IPA? I was gonna say, isn't that how we got hulaud? Literally hulaud, yeah. That's where that. That's when they came in, and since that, that ruined them on it, they will not touch craft beers. They're like, "Oh, it's all. It's like licking a pine cone." <laughs> now that I'm out of that era, somewhat, and like can look at it from the outside, that wasn't just like a, uh, yeah, we hate that you're you're going these high IBU things. You know, here's here's a here's us just shaking our big stick too. Um, that was more of a like, yeah, we put our scientists on it to make sure we could go as high as we could. So you can stop talking about it and shut up and we can move on <laughs> to something else that matters. And then we moved on to fruit and then we moved on to sweet and pastry stouts <laughs> and hazy. And then we moved to hazy and then we moved to clear and then we moved to non-alcoholic. And where are we now? I don't know. No one collapsing. Knows. Yeah. Collapsing <laughs> in on itself. Imploding. Uh, mm. Yeah. Like RTDs, a, like yeah, a flan in a, a cupboard. Yep. So, uh, speaking of <laughs> all of the above, West Coast IPAs with higher IBUs and more perceived bitterness tend to have higher levels of sulfate in them. Looking at you, Sierra Nevada. Hold strong. <laughs> Hold strong, pale ale. Hold strong. Oh, I, 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 I just bought a six pack of that today. Like, I needed some. I needed some drinking beer in the house, and I went. It's too hot. You got to have yeah. some beer ass beer. I just. I just went. Come to me. You're my so, boy, Blue. You're my boy. I uh, wanted. I wanted to get Pacifico today, but we were going to the pool, and it was only in glass bottles. And so uh, I was like, "Let me uh, find something else." And I kept going down the line, and everything was in glass bottles. It was either a like fruity cocktail in a in a can, or a, a seltzer. Or it was in glass, bo- glass bottles. Huh. Both both Heinekens, all the Corona, Pacifico, all the Modellos. Mm-hmm. I get down the line. We're looking at even like the domestics. They're all in bottles. And I finally, the most exotic one I could find. The Beast. Miller Lite. They didn't have Milwaukee's Beast. in. I was like, can we at least have one of our like top pick Bush Light in a can? <laughs> like not even Bush Light in a can. Come on. That is weird, actually. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, um, that, so quick aside: Are we? Uh, I think. Sorry, this is a Disney aside. Did we decide Pacifico? Is that what we're? I like Pacifico. It's been pretty good. Our poolside beer is going to be Pacifico. I think so. And Ashley wanted me to get some, um, some like ready to drink cocktail things too. And we're going to take like kids. a giant. We're going to empty out a plastic jug and fill it with good rum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you got the ready to drink cocktails for the kids. You for get the kids. crazy straws ready. 
They got a napping spot right there at the cabana. That's how that look, that's how you make a drink, you know, suitable for children. Crazy strong. <laughs> Zella has been watching as I watch all these shows on Disney and like all the pretty looking drinks. Like why hasn't that uh, tobacco companies get brought down on for having flavored tobacco? Mm-hmm. Why hasn't this whole hey, make your drink look like a mermaid made it uh so it could sell the kids been a thing? I mean, Disney's on that. You can get. I, um, I, they have t- plenty of mocktails. They, yeah. I keep, yeah. I keep showing people, by the way, uh, uh, Frank's outfit from uh, your trip to Disneyland. Like the picture you sent us of like his little little Hawaiian shirt oh, yeah. thing. I just like because like someone's like, oh yeah, my friend was out here. It's like, but also the most important thing. <laughs> look at look at this dapper child. I am fighting the urge so hard to not buy me and Emmett matching. Uh, shirts from Roosevelt because they Give have like a whole into that urge. They have a whole minions collection, and I'm like, oh god, I want to do it. I want to do it. <laughs> I want to do it real bad. Embarrass your child for years to come with it, these pictures. It I hate to do. I hate to do this, but I want to like uh, yes and on this one. The, have you seen and, and get us off track? You more is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen the Remy Ratatouille food? one from Roosevelt's it just launched like maybe today I have not I haven't looked Look at the site today okay we're going to Roosevelt <laughs> sorry you have already seen I already own the greatest shirt that's ever been made it's the Cowabunga covers and it's like flat out like no hands down you, you can't top that shirt we're seeing that movie it's the uh, the old like 1991 uh, Ninja Turtles bed sheets as a mm-hmm. as a shirt Mm. And it's like, no, you can't top that as a button-down shirt. Let's see. Uh, Cowabunga it is. <laughs> the One of the greatest music. No, I see the Little Things collection. The new Jaws shirts. Now, that's something I want from Roosevelt's because it's, yeah, that one's, the new Jaws shirts are great. That that feels right. Uh, right, like other... you should be like in a Hawaiian shirt, getting drunk while you're waiting for the, uh, uh, Waiting, you know, on your little dinghy to to hunt this shark. It's got like it's, it's these little um, animated versions, like little hand drawn things. There's one of Quint. There's one of the hand being carried off by crabs that they find on the beach. It's like all these random things. You're like, wait, what? Tired and I wanna go. The name of the uh, Ratatouille shirt is Bone Rap Petite. Ah. See, I like the Lilo and Stitch shirts that they just did. That is a fitting one. Uh, oh, the one that's literally, it's got like all the, it's got all the ingredients on it and the copper pot. Is that what you're talking about? Bone Rap Petite? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's pretty great. We'll try to keep all this talk in one spot. Brittany, so it's really easy to cut the whole thing out. Yeah. Of... But this shirt looks like it was. It, uh, who who was the guy who used to run Pixar? Oh, oh God, John Lasseter. Yeah, this looks like it should be like a shirt he would wear, right? <laughs> yeah, before it, it, it definitely seems like he may have started this company before. Uh, yeah, before what's his name? That's kind of in charge now. That did Inside Out. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. Alrighty, well. Back to our regularly scheduled episode. <laughs> I don't know. We can talk know about uh, these new bug shirts they've got rocking on there, or the the Star Wars, the classic '80s Star Wars bed sheet. They've got that in a in a shirt. Tim, 
Don't tempt me. Let's just go back to our regularly scheduled. All right, what about uh, the Indiana Jones Tiki? The Tiki Anna Jones. Brittany, you're going to have to mute him. Yeah, I might actually. Um, <laughs> okay. You can't mute me. I'm the teacher bad man. I don't even remember where I was now. Um, uh, something about... Okay, okay. West Coast yeah, think... IPAs... We uh, just did that. Did we? I think it's sodium. I think we're at sodium and brewing water. All right. Uh, sodium in brewing water, just as with food, helps to enhance the flavor. Sodium is present in most water sources at some level, but breweries near mines may see higher levels of salt in their water source. This is where you can get styles like Grisette, a salty beer, where the higher levels come from the water source used. No, that's the Google knockoff from Parks and Rec. Is it really? No, that's Grizzle, but it's very close. It does sound, yeah. Uh, the last major ion is magnesium. Uh, the ion is more about yeast health. Yeast need magnesium to go through their life cycle. Because of this, brewers will increase the magnesium levels in softer brewing beers. Oh, magnesium. Yeasts of evil. Yeasts of evil. I, I, I can't even, like, magnesium, I'm just, I always get that, like, is it charlie murphy thing and like and blank is a hell of a drug uh, oh yeah, just... uh the uh, <laughs> cocaine is a yeah like, yeah i was gonna say i was about to say like i mean what from your pregnancy yeah <laughs> yeah where it's like my veins are on fire yeah <laughs> oh did you get a potassium drip yeah mag i literally got magnesium, magnesium. Because pumped her full of magnesium because I was in severe preeclampsia and they're like, uh, you're going to die. We need to bring your blood pressure down. That's the one Ashley was like, it's the worst thing she's ever had. Not like just uncomfortable all over. Uncomfortable is a a way that you could say that. Sure. Uh, So I guess hers was a little bit slower going in, if I'm uh, guessing or hearing correctly. All I can think of is just the idea that if we, uh, if we had struck something to, uh, you know, start a fire, Brittany would have gone up. Yeah, yeah. It felt like a, the, some a, a match was just struck somewhere inside my body, and it was just okay. Like this was just happening, and I was on fire, and everyone was like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, these things happen." <laughs> you were the you were the meme of this is fine. <laughs> yeah, from the inside out, not okay. Yeah. All right. What about brewery water treatments? How can we treat this water? Well, Bob, treat when, this a brewery, when a brewery gets its water, there are levels of treatment performed to make the water ready for the brewing process. At a minimum, a brewery should filter the water through a charcoal filter. This will just remove the chlorine from the water as well as reduce the off flavors and aromas, such as that flavor of decaying organic matter that we talked a little bit about earlier. Um. If a brewery's water is fairly neutral at this point, like all those ions that we talked about um, are in a good place, it's it's probably good water to brew with. If you're brewing a style that originated in your area, you're probably making a beer that is going to be good and works well with your water. Um, many breweries, however, will actually strip down their water even further using reverse osmosis to remove as many ions as possible from the water. Um, this is taking it from you know what would normally be in the 
50 to maybe 300 parts per million at the very high end for waters that you're doing this to down to like one to two parts per million of things. Um, really strip it back to almost the purest form of water you can get, um, which is RODI, but that's more scientific and one more step further. Um, so uh, this should leave the water with brewer, the brewer with water that's nearly devoid of any of these minerals. Um, this gives the brewer a blank slate. They can just start wherever they want to go, much like you were talking about earlier, Bob. Hey, let's do some experiments and just build it this way. Um, brewers then use salts. <laughs> Bath salts. Um, yes. <laughs> so... Um, sewers, they, you know, get in the bath. They put in a bath bomb and just sort of relax while the the water takes care of itself. Yes, um, there should be <laughs> bath bombs of these, mainly because the salts that get added back in are table salt, gypsum, calcium chloride, lime, but um, calcium carbonates in there. There are a variety of other salts, but the one that I'm specifically mentioning here is magnesium sulfate or Epsom salt, which is what you get in. Um, in your your bath bombs, like or mm-hmm. in your bath water stuff, uh, you could even go as far as to say, if you wanted to put some baking soda in here, <laughs> that is sodium bicarbonate. So yeah. we would take the first part from sodium chloride and the second part of calcium carbonate. That's another salt you can add in. You could add that citric acid, uh, your Epsom salts, and throw it in there, and that is exactly what a bath bomb is. <laughs> with some form of, of binder in there usually. Um, those things you could put in your brewery process and it, it makes would make good beer. Don't do the one with the flavoring in it, though. So if a brewer's water is good and on most levels except for just carbonate, um, they will usually add an acid to neutralize some of that ion specifically. Um, breweries can add salts to the water even without using reverse osmosis say if i've got water that matches a light color beer but i really want to make a dark color beer i could just add a few extra salts in a little bit more calcium carbonate um or a little more carbonate in there in general and i can make a beer that is a dark color beer even if my water doesn't have all these treatments done to it you tell me that you assault the water I salt the water. I, I'll show myself out. I almost always assault the water with a little bit of calcium chloride. Uh, occasionally, if we're making a very hoppy beer, I will use um, gypsum, which is uh, calcium sulfate, I think. It's hmm. a sulfate ion in there. So going on to wastewater treatment. So after the brewery you know, does everything that they do to make beer, you got to get rid of all the water. And on average, it takes seven barrels of water to make one barrel of beer, a seven to one ratio. That when is... you're drinking that can of beer, there's seven cans of water that went into making that one can of beer. That is less than efficient. Um, yeah. And it's used in a lot of different places. Um, you've got washdown water where you're using chemicals and, and just basically spraying down the deck with water. You've got water that um, you use for cooling your beer. So you'll put it in to, um, to get everything kind of cooled down to room temperature so you can pitch the yeast in. Um, all of these things are, are water that is usually in and out pretty quickly. You've also got the water that you run when the brewer you know, needs to, to pee and he's having trouble getting started needs to get started yep absolutely it's always a good one hey it's more efficient than cattle (laughs) (laughs) brewing is (laughs) i think cattle what was that like 25 to 1 or something yeah it's uh absolutely criminal (laughs) yeah so i should turn Uh, my shower off right now is what you're telling me (laughs) 
I just leave it running all the time in case I want to take a shower. Yeah, I mean, it's been going this whole time in case. Just so it's nice and warm and ready. I have an aside. I don't even know if I should go there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's not stopped us before. Okay. Literally never. So I was in, uh, we were in California a few weeks ago at a a large family, like a house, Airbnb, with with our family. And so anytime I'm in a hotel or any sort of of uh, like place where people have showered before me. I like to go in, turn the shower on as hot as it'll go and just let it run in case maybe the maid missed something in there when she was taking care of it or he was taking care of it or, or housekeeper, I guess is probably the more appropriate term for that. But um, just in case, like they didn't wash it. Maybe they were doing a lazy job Mm -hmm. that day. I know I've had a lazy job at work sometimes. Just in case as someone, as someone who's worked on that side of things before, let me say uh, a lot of times they just stick their head in there and it's like, Oh, uh, is there feces in the bottom of it? Nope. (laughs) Okay. It's good. Moving on. So I turn it on as hot as it'll go. Maybe it'll sanitize. Maybe it just makes me feel a little bit better about it, but we're going to try at least to wash everything out. So I do that, and I usually let it go five minutes or so. I, I do that. I'm starting to get ready for a shower, and I walk downstairs, and I come back up to take my shower, and the shower's off. I'm like, who came in here and thought, I'm going to go turn off that shower? We're in the desert. I understand. But I was the first person in that shower of the entire week, and I wasn't taking any chances. I'm like, stop turning off my shower. If I have it on, I have it on for a reason. You little Greenpeace people coming behind me. <laughs> Wasting the water. I know. I have a reason here. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Brewery wastewater treatment is actually a pretty large problem in the U.S. with large amounts of sugar being dumped down the drain along with highly caustic acids or, ba- or highly caustic uh, chemicals or acids. Um it's important for brewers to be thoughtful in this process of how their water will affect the overall system. Um, I've got a funny story here in just a minute that goes along with this. If a large brewery sends thousands of gallons of near boiling water down the pipes of a small town's water system, the temperature in the municipality system may spike and that'll kill off all the bacteria used to break down the waste. The same goes for some highly acidic or even basic chemicals. Um, That's what, what breweries using all the time to clean. It's very, I mean, we use basically a uh, pH of, of 14 lye to melt the proteins off the side of a tank. Like, it is literally there to chemically dissolve things rather than just having washing action. Um, to solve this issue of all these these chemicals potentially running down the, the main sewer system, uh, large breweries are encouraged to have him required is probably a better word there they have a <laughs> neutralization tank a place where all the wastewater is collected to help the acids and bases used in cleaning to cancel each other out um, this normalizes the temperature also and in some plants uh, the brewery will test this tank and apply additional solutions to get parameters in line with those they've been given by the wastewater treatment plant uh, many municipalities also have laws allowing them to test the runoff of the brewery at any time to ensure they are in compliance. And the way this happens is they actually install a remote monitoring system. So if you go above those levels at any point, it just dings and says, okay, you've, you've exceeded what you needed to. Um, and then they get fine happy. Um, uh, at, what, at what point uh, do you have to, do they come in with a writ from the, uh, 
uh, from like the city or the governor uh, or the uh, or the state telling you that you need to uh, shut down your unlicensed nuclear particle accelerator. Um, I'm that's, not you, seeing that's any powering. Okay, it's, it's not powering your containment system. That's keeping all the bad ghosts in. Go ahead and yeah. tell them about the Twinkie. <laughs> oh. So. Even sugar is actually a large problem when treating brewery wastewater. In order to break down the sludge in wastewater, um, just general wastewater, aerobic or oxygen-loving bacteria are used. With a common household waste, you'll need around 300 milligrams of oxygen per every liter of wastewater to keep the bacteria thriving. With brewery wastewater, that average goes from 300 milligrams to 60,000 milligrams of oxygen needed per liter. That's, in order that's, to, that's a bit more. Yeah, in order to break down all that sweet wort, the yeast trub, all the organic matter, the alcohol, the old beer that's being dumped into the system. And it can consume all the oxygen. And then when there's no oxygen left, those bacteria will die off. And again, you've got a complete shutdown of that sewage plant that has to be wrapped back up again because their bacteria is dead. Um, much like it, almost identical to what's going on inside of an aquarium. Um, and you know it takes four weeks to get an aquarium up and running with the right cycles going on to where you're actually able to put fish in. He knows this. I didn't. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done an aquarium, but yeah. It takes... It's been a long time since I've had fish. <laughs> Decades. Well, there you go. Anybody out there looking to buy fish or have fish, um, always this, make sure to cycle your tank before. This probably explains why all of my fish died so quickly in the beginning. Yeah. Well, no also, one in my family paid any attention to that. You, If you have enough fish in the tank, you can forget about it for about a year and a half before you realize <laughs> there's only like an inch of water left in there, and this thing stinks. I got to clean it out. And then you look in there and go, wait, there's one fish still alive. He's eating the others. <laughs> I um, I did my cleaning on my, my routine cleaning on my fish tank, I don't know, last week? Um, as I was cleaning out the filter and this filter is like, uh, think of a, uh, five gallon plastic bucket that has some pumps and filters inside of it. Like stuff that's like, you know, it, it takes up most of the room. It's, it's mostly like sponges to that's catch everything. Way. Not a whole lot of space in there. Um, but it's got like an impeller motor that pulls the water in. I opened it up and found two fish living inside. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say fish corpses. So two living no, in there is two pretty living. funny. I caught them with a net thing. and put them in the tank, and they're doing great. <laughs> like one fish was an inch long living in this filter. How did it get in there? I, I'm guessing it like used the, the intake hose as its home for a while and then got a little too happy. So you found not one fish but two fish. Two fish. Were they redfish and bluefish? Oh. <laughs> just cut oh, me shit. off mid <laughs> you're you're giving me you I guess well I already got blue so yeah. I, guess, I guess red well never mind I'm not finishing that sentence versus keep going some breweries um actually treat their wastewater on their own and don't send it to the waste treatment plant in that same format um as long as they've met the criteria that's set down and how to treat water these breweries are allowed to process their own waste and provide clean water even back to the environment um, many breweries actually claim their wastewater is cleaner than the water they start with whenever they're 
sending it out after treating it. Um, Stone Brewing makes a beer with their own sewage runoff water, and they call it Full Circle. Um, uh-huh. New Belgium has reduced their uh, wastewater and the amount that they use by half. Their average is actually down to 3.5 um, a ratio of 3.5 for every 3.5 gallons. No, sorry. For every gallon they produce of beer, it's 3.5 gallons of water instead of that seven gallons of water. So they're doing really good there. But a lot of these breweries will actually take care of that white wastewater on their own premises. And then um, they're even pumping it right back into the city so that the city can use it. Like it's just like normal water to them. I, I, I have a question and this is me being probably stupid, but We've got like the sugar water we can't do anything with, correct? Um, well, we can't. We, 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 yeah, we got like the sugary leftover wart stuff that's right. Just all the trub at the bottom is what we, we call it. Yep. Could, could you set this water in a way that it evaporates the water out and leaves the bad behind and just go, all right, just throw that away and now you've got water? Yes, uh, to, cer- to a certain extent. So there is, they, they suggest putting screens. Um, to catch it uh, so that the particle size limits that's in that bottom bottom bit of the water left there you can get rid of that you're you're Um, doing some gold painting more or less i mean it's basically like you've you've been um you put a strainer and you're catching the pasta Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) there's and it's actually best practice and if you are a brewery that's of any sort of size that's something you have to do is catch all the excess and then throw it in the garbage instead of into um the wastewater treatment system right i was just more curious if like what was left over if they're like kind of looking at going just just evaporate it we'll collect it up there and then Uh a lot of if you're if you're around a pig farmer, you can just give that to pigs and they'll eat it, true. and you're perfectly ha- they're perfectly happy with it. I mean, um, in fairness, you can give a lot of things to pigs, and they're yeah. perfectly happy to eat it. Uh, uh, you, you don't trust give- you don't trust a man with a pig farm. <laughs> he has secrets he doesn't need to tell anyone about anymore. <laughs> uh, it takes care of itself. Um, yeah, if you're if you're doing a um, so a lot of lot of teeth left in that man's <laughs> trash. That's all I'm saying. That's what uh, all the acids are for. You can take care of that. Um, if you are trying to reduce your your waste level that you're putting out anywhere, you can mix your even spent grains with um, with your uh, waste trub and send that off all together, and they will eat it up. Um, the funny story is a real life example of someone I know that this, a, a, a company I know that this happened to, um, that they actually killed off the entire plants bacteria, um, by accident. And they are a, not an alcohol company, but they are a food producing company. Um, a rather large food producing company. And they allowed hundreds of gallons of strawberry jelly preserves to go down the drain they just dumped it it expired or something and just went down the drain and the amount of sugar that that had clogged up the pipes and when it got there to the processing plant once it was there the bacteria ate on it so ferociously they overheated ran out of oxygen and died (laughs) and the company uh, and the city had to go and purchase a whole new load of bacteria to place back into that that uh, treatment plant 
and let it repopulate. I don't know how long it took, but I, the guy that um, told me that he still complains about how much work it is. Like he still complains about that company to this day. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> That's a very specific and interesting new kind of problem. <laughs> All right. Well, what are we drinking today? Uh, what, what are we drinking? Sparkling Muscatel, one of the mm. finest wines of Idaho. Uh, would you taste it for us, please? Mm. Oh. <sighs> Excellent choice. Should be for 95 cents. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, what are you guys drinking over there? Chris, a couple of things. Uh, we the one we started with. Uh, started everything off with a double dry hop pseudo Sioux pale ale from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company because again we live in just an embarrassingly am- amazing uh, beer market. Like it, it's just all these things that you used to have to trade and sell your soul to find, and now it's all just like falling off the shelves. I went to a local supermarket's uh, build your own shelf today, build your own six pack, and Gumball Head was yeah. on there. <laughs> like, yeah, what is this world? <laughs> I like I was I literally I, I walked past the create your own shelf today, and it was there's a section about like seven. Uh, seven bottles wide of just different three Floyd's beer, and I'm just like, <laughs> including zombie dust. I'm just like this. This is the weirdest thing to live <laughs> with anymore. But yeah, uh, so it's uh, I don't know if I they they have I'm sure they have this thing like septuple hopped at this point because this is like their flagship beer. And I'm trying to scan the can for any of the the necessary deets and I'm not seeing them because the can is very hard to read. Uh, it's a 5.8 percenter. Uh, so it's not, not terribly high, but, uh, obviously, you know, a, uh, new England IPA. And, uh, then we moved on to something that was supposed to be a little smokier. I think Brittany has that can. Oh, no, it's I put it next because my video is still messed up. Probably. It's, it's not like I'm not holding it up. You could have just read it, but okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, same brewery. Fire Stoker, barrel aged smoked porter. I did see you open that up. And uh, gather around a glass of Fire Stoker and enjoy the creamy notes of vanilla and chocolate chips. Not yeah. not what I want um, from my smoked beer. Let's just go mm. ahead and say it is way too sweet. There is very little smoke. Yeah, mm. I, I wanted, mean it was still it was good. Still, I mean I don't. I, don't I wanted to open this and feel like I'm drinking a log of Woolen, considering yeah. the can is just showing a beachside campfire. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you you did not deliver this promise, toppling Goliath, and I am disappointed. <laughs> It is just a. It's just an overly sweetened. It's sixteen point six percent ABV. Doesn't drink like that. Sixteen point six. Yes. Sixteen point six. Yeah, it, it doesn't, but it's not. 
you don't get that feeling immediately at all. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you can just be like, oh, hey, that's, yep, <laughs> that is that, the ABV a, indeed. I do like mm-hmm. they have the uh, a warning on here, unfiltered beer, sediment as normal. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that's a thing. I, like I, I know, like some places put something like that on there. It's like, you look, don't, don't freak out. It's gonna be fine. Maybe tip your can over. When when are they gonna put the warning on there about protein slugs? Like, look, <laughs> we've done things to this beer that nature didn't intend, and those proteins <laughs> when left to sit for a couple weeks can just merge back together and it makes a little brown slug. What is, what is science rot? <laughs> we're monsters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, what, what have we learned? Uh, don't call, don't call your beer fire stoker. If there's not much fire to be had, it's just all sugar. It's just, just getting started. That's why they're stoking it. Yeah. Well, they, they need to stoke, stoke it. it. They mm-hmm. just stoke it harder and they need to talk to some Scots about how to do that. Stoke hard with a vengeance. Yeah, that's that. Why isn't that a name of a scotch or something? And uh, and I just opened so I could drink to style uh, a nice bottle of water that was in the fridge oh. because the sweetness was getting to me. I feel so. yeah, fair enough. Well, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> uh. Brittany, we're, 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 do you have similar thoughts on everything then? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. The, the pseudo suit was great. I, I, and very, like, it, it was just like sitting in front of me initially, and I was like, hey, that's a that smells delightful, and I can smell it from here. Bright and <laughs> effervescent. Ooh, it's what you want this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of what you want this time of year, I, uh... When shopping for beer today, I bought uh, a four pack of something. It's Oberon time. Oh, well, I, Oberon time was a while ago. Well, it was hot. I wanted Oberon. It was still on the shelf. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, there's one Oberon I want, and they don't can or bottle it, and so I, I can't. It's that uh, uh, mango habanero, which they only ooh, they only yeah. send to like beer festivals. <sighs> yeah. Uh. But this uh, this is a nice little Vito that I've uh, been drinking on today. Just just doing everything. You know, it's Bell's. It's American wheat. It's 5.9% ABV. Just a a nice drinkable beer for the episode. Not nothing getting too wild. Not putting back a couple of bottles of sake. (laughs) We're calmed at we're reserved this week. Yeah. Yeah. In there, and you know, a lot of good brewing water in there. Indeed. There <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I call that drinking to style. <laughs> it's about what three cans of brewing water? Uh, well, these are uh, sixteen ounce cans. So, oh. so you got fifteen point four ounces of uh, brewing water. Or <laughs> being alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um. On my end, I have drunk to style. We have Kirkland's signature Italian sparkling <laughs> water. Oh, the sparkling muscatel from Kirkland. It's right. Why didn't we pick uh, any of that up? Yeah, actually. Quite, quite tasty. Good sparkle to it. Very dry, which is nice. Low mineral content. 
Um, so it's like we've been talking today about parts per million. It's got 20 parts per million of sodium. I probably wouldn't brew with the water. How, uh, yeah. how much microplastics? Um, all the microplastics. Because okay. I'm sure this mineral water is coming in from like some aquifer that, or ground, something that's like a faucet from there's, city water supply. There's no escaping it. It's in all of us. It's in all of our livers. It's just a part of More plastic than man now. Yes. Twisted and evil. Like, we know it's there. I just wonder what it does. Makes Legos. Is that that the key? Like, we're all just going to be walking Legos one day? (laughs) The Lego movies are actually a futuristic documentary. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's why my hands are have formed into these C shapes <laughs> and haven't been able to move them in years. Yeah, that's, that'll do it. Thankfully, they're beer can size. <laughs> no duct tape required. <laughs> All right. Well, duct tape uh, goes on on coffee tables, Casey, not hands anymore. <laughs> Don't waste I mean, it on your hands. I mean, if you're doing Edward Forty hands and you. You're having you issues. tap the 40 to the table and you just tilt it up and you drink from the table. <laughs> oh, this is a totally different game that we can make. <laughs> Get your curls in. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, we wrote this episode today using Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers by John Palmer and Colin Kaminsky. Uh, excellent resource. It's part of the four ingredients series. From, yeah, I do remember you showing those. Yep, from Brewers Publication. Um, excellent, excellent resource that goes into you know four hundred. I don't know four hundred pages, something like that of easily um, of brewing information. Um, nah, probably closer to three hundred pages of brewing information just on water, water locations, water chemistry. Um, and still only touches on like the 101 level of water. Mm-hmm. There's much more in the, beneath it. Beneath the water. Beneath. Under the sea. Under the sea. Mm-hmm. Under you, the sea. You go in a cage. Cage goes in the water. Shark's in the water. water. Our shark. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to subscribe and get some great resources at have it you can visit at have a drink show.com or follow us at have a drink show on social media and twitch.tv you tell us you have a drink ask a question leave some general feedback use the email address feedback at have a drink show.com tell us you know how we make our money <laughs> kill that shock ah uh. Sorry, straight to my best, Quint. I don't know how good that was. Look, it's summer. <laughs> it's it's that time. Also, it's uh, Jaws time. Honestly, that should be a thing. We need to have like a Jaws watch party one day. Just like just sit back and just yeah. One of the greatest movies of all time. It's it it's it it's it's one of those perfect movies. It it Die Hard, like they they hit the beats at the right time. Uh, anyway, uh, you can also use the feedback page on the website. All joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. We're all locked inside. You're not locked in here with us. We're <laughs> locked in here with you. Uh, Wait. Uh, also, another aside, this is the first time I remember saying this in quite some time. <laughs> I just read, like, you were saying it, Bob, and I was like, I don't remember doing this show sign-off for seriously, like, eight months. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. I am usually blackout drunk at this point. And here we are. And I'm sober. Here we are. Yeah. Well, uh, you can check us out in... I, I really need to update this. You can check us out uh, at, on the next weeks. episode. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's next Saturday. Check us what? out ne- next Saturday. That's what the words are, yeah. Oh. Uh, but I, I also feel bad because, like, the next couple of weeks, and I'm like, yeah, I haven't edited and posted the last episode because I suck, and video editing <laughs> takes a good while. Uh, yeah. Um, see you. I'm going to say just check us out on the, your podcatcher of choice and on YouTube, which is a new kind of thing. Click that little bell for notifications. <laughs> You'll know. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, one. Like, and subscribe. Don't, yeah. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, patreon.com slash have a drink show and have a drink store.com. Uh, I would like to add some more like stickers and stuff in there. Uh, especially, I actually had a random idea. This just occurred to me maybe during the show, perhaps. Um, of doing like the cartoon kind of versions of a few of us like drinking around Disney as like a sticker or something. Oh, I'm still upset. I, I don't know. I know we have kids with us and we can't do it, but I'm like, why do we not have a reservation for uh, the tequila? cave oh in mexico yeah. yeah yeah here we are okay so uh yes once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price we shall see you next time bye bye, bye.